Yo, 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 welcome everybody to 90s R&B University. You already know we are educating the miseducated on all things 90s R&B. Yeah. I am your host, Shan, the first lady, and I am sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, the professor. B, how are you doing today? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what we're not about to do right now. Vicky, What's Vicky, Vicky. Oh, no, it ain't no Vicky. It's Ficky Ficky. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to clarify that from last week. It's Ficky Ficky. <laughs> What's going on, Shay? How you feeling? You know, I am. I'm feeling really, really great. You know what? I am excited. We finally have a new president, President Joe Biden. And you feel the brand new day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and of course, you know, we have the beautiful vice president, Miss Kamala Harris. Mm. I mean, wow. The first yes. black woman to be vp oh my goodness this is a big 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 moment for Isn't history it? black history i wish my mama was here to see this man mm -hmm. oh what is what does this mean to you man. i mean it means everything i it's just so inspiring it's, it's inspiring to all of us to know that you know my niece has someone to look up to in that regard i mean it's it, it's like i said it's everything I'm speechless because it's just, it's such a huge historical moment. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see. Hopefully we can, we got a lot to fix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole lot to fix. Ooh. But if anybody can fix it, a black woman can. You know it. <laughs> so Biden, you know, you got the right one on your team. Yes, definitely. <sighs> Women are doing it big in 2021, but they do it big every, every year. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know and I love that. I knew from the minute that Kamala came on the scene, she had that Mary J. Blige theme song <laughs> that worked that. <laughs> I knew that I could put my trust in somebody who rocks with Mary. She was the one, the she one. Was the one, the one. Oh man, <laughs> you know, she it just made me think back to all like the hot female empowerment songs that we had mm, in the 90s, yes. you know, because that Mary song gets you pumped, and that's what some of the songs back in the day, that's what they used to do for you. Absolutely. Um, I, I always think, of, of course, ladies first, you got the queen, yes. L.I.T.I. She come in, <laughs> she was doing it <laughs> with her and Moni Love. <laughs> yes, I love yeah. it. I love it. For me, it'll have to be I'm Every Woman, Which both one? the original and the Whitney cover. Like that, that Whitney one was crazy. I mean, you you feel that one in your soul when you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> My girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic right there. <laughs> and then you have, of course, I love Seven O Two. Where my girls at? Are they in the front, the back? Where's your feeling at? Hey, <laughs> Even the whole girl pointing in the wrong that? direction in the video. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, and then of course, you know, you have Free Your Mind by Envogue. Hey. Yeah, you got me singing that. I can't hit none of these notes. <laughs> <laughs> I need my tea. Of course, I can't do it right, right now. Right. Can't do it right now. 
I love, I love in Vogue, man. Same oh. here, same they, here. They um, they they just celebrated their a big milestone, thirty years mm-hmm. in the Ooh. game. I can't believe it's been thirty years since that it first has. album and that first. I'm not even gonna hit the first note of that. Hold on, because nah, you gotta hit it. You gotta nah, hit it. I couldn't do it when Michael <laughs> did it, and I ain't, I can't hit it when they did it. <laughs> so I ain't never gonna try outside of the shower. <laughs> But such an iconic group for sure. You oh, know, all, all their songs were, were crazy uh, contributions to music. You had mm-hmm. Hold On, of course. I love Don't Go off the first album. Like, mm. that was my, my That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. And then, of course, the album that had Free Your Mind, the Funky Divas. Yes. Oh, what were your cuts on there? There such were so a, many. Such, such a statement, such a statement piece. I mean, and Vogue has such a great catalog of music. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what I liked on there? I like Give It Up, Turn It Loose. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Just, you can that's really hear the harmony. Oh, you can, God. you can. Sorry, I they cut you so... off. But yeah, you... <laughs> I got right. excited about that. When I was like, oh. You did, I see. You know, it's, it's all love in these streets. It's all love in the streets. Um, but for me, I would say they had so many great songs but my favorite, favorite, favorite in Vogue song ever, undefeated for me, is Don't Let Go Love. Like, that Ooh. is just... Oh, yeah. It, it was just so different. It was different from any of the other tracks that they had put out previously, and it was I just, think it's one of their most successful songs because it, is. You know, it showcased you know, everybody's I mean, voice. Oh, the vocals. Oh, the vocals. Don Robinson, come on now. Like, the vocals was just every... Thing. Like she bodied that song. Bodied that. Bodied it. Oh my God. Well, I, I heard word on the street is that word you had a chance to talk to Dawn Robinson, actually. I did. I did. And you, did where was I? Where was I? In Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> she was gone. <laughs> No, I was home. I did not travel. I was staying safe. Please don't look up any pictures of me in Mexico. <laughs> it's all there, y'all. It's all there. Hot, red-handed. <laughs> but no, I, I had an amazing opportunity to interview Miss Dawn Robinson, and we got to talk about everything. So this is this is actually exciting because she is actually the first female that we've interviewed for the show she is so you have the first lady of zumba mm-hmm. of 90s on university into you and the first yep. lady on the show this is a big hey. big moment i see i was not needed <laughs> no, it's just history in the making right history here in history the in the i'm not going to get in the middle of history and progress <laughs> all right so i can't wait to hear this interview did you bring it can we listen to it Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm put the tape warn in. Y'all. I'm going <laughs> to warn y'all. It's, it's a little long. It's a little oh, long because we covered, long. we covered every everything from the from the beginning all the way up until now. So, But that's what the people want. That's what I want. I want to know this everything because I have questions. I got a lot this of questions. Is, and I guarantee that your questions have gotten answered Ooh. by the time this interview is over. Right. I can't. You got me excited right now. Put the tape in, press play. I got it, I got it. Without further ado, here is my interview with Miss Dawn Robinson. Woo! All right. 
You can save that one. Chop it up. What does an artist mean to you? Like being an artist, what does that mean to you? Being an artist, good question. Yeah. Being an artist means creativity. It means you create whatever's in your head and your heart uh, and you put it out there, whether the people like it or not, you just take a chance because you love it. It doesn't matter if anyone else does. Um, being an artist means you'll do it whether the money is there or not. And then lots of times I've been doing that <laughs> over, the, over the last 20 years, I've been doing that quite a bit. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, a lot of the money hasn't been there, um, but I still do it because I love it. You get in the studio and you perform or you, uh, you create, I should say, and then you get on stage and you perform that work mm -hmm. that you did. So yeah, That's having, amazing. sometimes we're given, certain people are given um, a gift a mm -hmm. talent and you use that talent to make your art so oh, that to me is what an artist is i love yeah, that thank you when would you say you first fell in love with music what was that love affair like for you when you was like oh my gosh oh, i love oh music God. i want to sing where did that come from it came from very early probably in my mother's womb mm -hmm. i'm serious because both my parents were very musical people they both had music in the house and um it wasn't neither one had a problem with what the other would play. Mm -hmm. For instance, my dad was in a lot of rock and roll and my mother's this black woman. You would think that she'd be like, uh-uh, you ain't playing all that in this house. It's not you know what I mean? Yes. And she was not ghetto with that at all. She was like, whatever. Johnny loves the Eagles. She, he loves Chicago. He loves mm -hmm. the Beatles. And she played it. She allowed all of that. She didn't have a problem with any of it. Um, and that made for a well-rounded household musically for me. Yeah. And I was grateful for that because I grew up with a lot of diverse music um, because my parents were so open-minded. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm grateful for how I grew up and I'm grateful that my dad had enough open-mindedness. I don't even know if that's a term, but uh, mm -hmm. that he was so open-minded that he allowed himself to embrace other types of music. Because, again, he could have been like, nope, I don't, I'm a black man. I love my jazz. I love mm -hmm. my gospel. And I love my R&B or soul back then. It was called yes. soul. <clears throat> and he didn't do that. He opened his mind up to quite a bit of different types of music. That's great. I actually have, like, a similar yeah. experience with, with both my parents as well. And, you know, my dad Good. would play everything from, like, Ozzy Osbourne to, you know, Boots yeah. and Dunn. And, you know, my mom, oh my of course, God. you know, she had Michael Jackson and Madonna, you know, of course, in Vogue. Like, she it was just exactly. a very diverse um, household musically. Exactly. So very I definitely good hear for you. From all of that as well. Yes. Anytime I hear the Beatles, if I'm in the store or in the mm -hmm. car, I used to run from it when my father first passed away because it was so sudden that he left. Yeah. Um, but now my ex-boyfriend was like, no, whenever you hear the Beatles, that's your dad like hanging out with you. Like embrace that. Don't, mm -hmm. don't run from it. Embrace that. And I'm like, okay, so now when I'm in the store, instead of running out and dropping everything that I have in my hands, I, I like, okay, dad. Hey, hi, dad. Hi. <laughs> I love you. Oh, and then I sing along with the Beatles until the song is over and I sound crazy. And then I stop singing and the song is over, you know? But, <laughs> but yeah, that, it was very early age. I'm sorry, I don't think I answered you. But at a very early age, I, I noticed, my parents noticed, of course, before I did, mm -hmm. that I actually had talent. And my mother would push that by buying any of the female artists that were out. Whether she knew who they were or not, she'd just mm -hmm. bring home the album. 
Wow. You know, and um, she would just like Brenda Russell. I'd never heard her of her before, but she, my mom brought the album home and it was like, I was into Brenda Russell, then Stephanie Mills. And mm-hmm. I had heard about Stephanie Mills, but um, anytime a female artist put out a new album, my mother would buy it. The Carpenters, you know, well, even though it's a, a brother and sister team, um, Karen Carpenter was one of the most beautiful voices in all of uh, pop. I was mm-hmm. going to say R&B. She's amazing. Yeah, her voice is incredible. So I learned a lot of harmonies with them too, as a brother sister team. Yes, because my mom bought it. Yeah, brought it home. Wow, that's that's so amazing. I love hearing the, the origin story and you know just how your mother really helped you um, cultivate that thing because she saw it in you you know very early on. So she went exactly. out and bought the records for you and supported you in that she sure way. Sure did. So yeah, yeah. Really amazing exactly. here. Thank you. Who say are are some of your biggest influences that help you shape your career musically? Oh, wow. So you're going to laugh at me. There's a man named Tom Jones. He's still around today. Mm -hmm. Um, He was one of the sexiest men on television. (laughs) And he was a white man from Wales. So he had an accent. But Mm -hmm. I was attracted to his voice and him. Please, I had to be. (laughs) My mother said I was four or five years old when his show came out on television and he had a song called she's a lady and what's new pussycat you know yes. different, another song <laughs> with what's new pussycat and um i would sit there and i was literally on top of the television like this <laughs> <laughs> i was on top i was like he was just the most gorgeous man in the world but then he had this incredible soulful voice like he was mm-hmm. a black man in a white man's body um, so yeah, I used to sit on top of the television and my parents were like, can you get back and complete your eyes are going to be messed up. <laughs> um, and they thought at one point they thought I couldn't see cause I was mm-hmm. that close to the television. Like I was up like this on the TV. Um, and then they realized they got me glasses and I wore glasses for about a year and then mm-hmm. I kept doing it. I was still up on top of the television. So they're like, what is wrong with her? So they took me back to the pediatrician and they tested my hearing. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't hear. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so they, um, so they got these little devices inside my ears. Um, I don't think it was surgical, but they implanted these little devices in my ears, and then they eventually grew out as I was old enough. They mm-hmm. grew out on their own. But I was no longer sitting on top of the television, so obviously it worked. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Tom Jones was probably the first time that I recognized that I loved music. Who else? Michael Jackson. Well, actually, Jermaine Jackson had his first solo album mm-hmm. when we were young. Like, we were super. Daddy's Home was the name of the album. <laughs> he was only, I'm like thinking about it now. He was probably 16 or 17 years old talking about Daddy's Home. <laughs> yeah, it was a remake. He did a remake of Daddy's Home. And me and my cousins ran around the house chasing each other. She was older than us. And my sister and the girl down the street, and we were all running and screaming about this album. And mm-hmm. we played it like 12 times in a row, over and over and over again. That was my first taste of love mm-hmm. uh, with, Mike, with, with uh, Tom Jones and then Jermaine Jackson, uh, as far as knowing that music was what I wanted to do in my life. I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> Did I answer your question? You answered it too, because I asked, like, you know, who were your musical influences? And, you know, so for Tom Jones and Jermaine Jackson. Yes, but then, um, just to add to that, it was also, like, there was a band called, well, it was a man, 
uh, named Sergio Mendez, mm -hmm. and he's Brazilian. Uh, he had a, a band with him, so it was um, it wasn't it was just Sergio Mendez. I don't know why he didn't call it something else because there was a bunch of people that made his sound what it was. Yes, but he has a song called Mas Que Nada, and it's all pr Portuguese. Wow. Word for word for word, mas que nada, mini frente que quiero pasar. I mean, and I was singing that at like four years old. Wow. Word for word, yeah. So I grew up with that as well. Again, my parents influencing me with this incredible music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of the biggest. And then, you know, of course, Aretha Franklin, yes. Shaka Khan, Rufus Shaka Khan at that time. Um, who else? Oh, God, like I said, Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. The Beatles, you know, all my dad's stuff and pretty, again, diverse. Wow. That's amazing. Like just to hear um, just all of those, how all of those different artists really influence you because you're getting so many different sounds. So when you're going exactly. in and you're recording your, from your own self, then you have those different people to reference and you can create something that's, you know, purely distinctively your own. Exactly. Yeah, Shan, thank you so much. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure that all of that musical influence, um, I wish I could play an instrument. My mom regrets not at a young age putting us, me and my sister, mm -hmm. in classes and just saying, you gotta take piano. Yeah. What's funny is that I used to go to piano lessons with my friend Tawanda and her sister Jackie sometimes. We would all go and Tawanda would have her lesson first or her sister would have and then they'd back to back and I would mm -hmm. stay with both of them. While they took lessons from Miss Rigabuda, her name was Mrs. Rigabuda. Miss Rigabuda, um, and she was old as dirt. <laughs> she, she would teach piano, and I would sit there, like, and looking and watching, and I was like, I don't know why I didn't say, Mom, I want to take piano lessons from Miss Rigabuda, mm -hmm. because that would have helped my musical ear. Yes. I have a natural ear for, I have what they call perfect pitch. Okay. So, and that's how Hold On starts. That's the key that Hold On is in mm -hmm. when we do the acapella part. Um, and I know that just innately, I can hear it. But at the same time, I think taking piano lessons would have been even more conducive to my career. I think that would have helped me as a singer greatly. Writing songs, hearing melodies in my head, I would have, mm -hmm. that would have been like, whoa, much better than just not taking lessons at all. So I kind of regret that I didn't speak up because my mom, between my mom, my dad and my grandmother, even though my mom and dad had broken up, between mm -hmm. my mom and my godmother and my dad, I know they would have paid for lessons. Yeah. Easy. Easy, yeah. So we're going to go fast forward just a little bit. How mm -hmm. did the group In Vogue come about? Oh, my gosh. So uh, I was at a summer jam, was the concert of the year. Mm-hmm. And during high school, my friend and I, Kim, would go, you know, the last two years of high school, we would go um, to Summer Jam every summer. And you would see the latest, hottest artists. And it was a, it was a concert that was gone. It was outdoors. Mm -hmm. And it was a concert that was all day long, all day concert. Well, this year, this was like two years after high school. Um, let's see, 18, because I, I was held back a year. So 18, 19, 20. Yeah, yeah, 20. Wait a minute, might have been, yeah. So it was, I was 20 years old. Because mm -hmm. by the time the album, En Vogue album, the first album came out, I was 21. So um, this guy, we were, uh, Kim and I, my friend Kim from high school, um, we were, in it was in between acts. 
either Stevie V was coming on and the cover girls were leaving the stage or had just left the stage or Stevie V was just left the stage and the cover girls were coming on. Either way, we were like, let's go to the bathroom, <laughs> which was code word for let's go check out cute guys. <laughs> and um, we got up out of our seats. We got to the top of our section, which was like, we were 10th row from the front of the stage. We would always get the VIP area. Okay. And um, we got to the top of the section, which was probably about five more rows. So 15 rows all together, but we mm -hmm. were at the 10th row. We got to the top of the section and this guy was like, excuse me. Now you're talking about 22 to 25,000 people. So everybody's walking around. It's in yeah. between. They go into the restroom, going to get food, blah, blah, blah. And he says, excuse me. Um, and we both turned around and uh, I said, yeah. He said, um, are, you a, are you a model? I was like, whatever, okay. <laughs> okay, what? This dude, like, yeah, I gave him cold shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, and then when we came back, I think we had gone to, we tried to go to the restroom. The line was too long. We got some popcorn and a drink probably and came back. He was still standing there, Shan. Mm -hmm. Wow. Still standing there. And he said, excuse me. And I'm looking at him like, yes, what? I'm not a model. What do you want? <laughs> and he said, are you a singer? I was like, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm a singer. And what is your question? Because at that <laughs> point, I was like, you got my, you got my attention. Yes, now. exactly. So, now, this is the thing. There are moments in life when you just know that it is God. It mm -hmm. is absolutely God. There is no other explanation for it. No, it is not a coincidence. No, it's not a um, happenstance. Oh, well, of course he stood there. He was kind of just standing around and talking to other people. No. 22 to 25,000 people, most of which I would say were women. Because mm -hmm. it was Sweet Sensation, Cover Girls, Expose, all these girl groups that were happening that yeah. year. Pop, pop groups. Um, probably the Bangles, the Go-Go's, you know, Stevie B, all these love songs. And guys were into him, but it was mostly women, mm -hmm. right? So the fact that he was still standing there after I was so freaking rude to him. And my friend was rude as well. Like, we just played him off, like, whatever. And when I came yeah. back, he's still standing there. That was God. Because he could have went to any other section. He could have went to this next section over, and I would have never mm -hmm. seen him. I, it would, we would have missed each other totally. Um, he could have went back to his seat. He could have went to the restroom himself. I'm, I got to pee. I've been holding this this whole time, and I got to go. He could have left. So that is why I know it was ordained. It was, it was God's will mm -hmm. for me to be in that group. It really was. It was just God's will. Wow, that's like an amazing story to hear. And yeah, thank you. Just to thank just you. have like a one person just really just sit there and like wait on you, and with yes. so many people, so so many people like passing by, because like you said, he could have easily have left, but to stay exactly. there. Well, and even more than that, Shan. Even more than that, the friend that I was with, Kim, is was a model at the time. Hmm. Her, she was an only child, so her parents were able to get her Barbizon pictures done. They got her into Barbizon, which was a modeling school. Mm -hmm. In the Bay Area, uh, San Francisco Bay Area. So she was in Barbizon. She had she's she was too short. We were both five three, so she was too tall to be a runway model. But she could have mm -hmm. done editorial. Um, she you know if he was really looking for just a model, he may have asked her that question instead of me. Yeah. And then we would have never had that conversation about oh by the way my friends are doing an audition for a girl group like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. That 
to me is God. It was so God. And I thank him every day. I'm just, a, there's nothing short of a miracle that he was still standing there. And that he saw me when I came back, like, like it was droves of people. You had to get by each other. Like, yeah. excuse me, excuse me. You're waiting. Cause they're not moving fast enough or they're waiting for somebody to come up the steps or go down the steps. And mm -hmm. they're like standing there waiting like cars passing by and you can't exactly. move until this car moves. You, oh my God. So again, I am grateful because we might've taken too long and the next act come on stage, CVV's on. So he goes back to his seat because he wants to see CVV. Yeah. Feel me? I, I know for sure those God moments happen and I'm like, oh, this is that one thing, you know? I don't, I don't ever take it for granted. Yeah, amazing. What was that audition process like when you were going through it for the group? Oh my gosh, it was, it was the scariest thing in my life and the most invigorating, life-changing mm -hmm. moment of my life all at once. So I always tell the story that um, I told my mom that there was an audition. The guy came to the house, that same guy that was at the concert came to oh, wow. our house. Yeah, and, and I was still living at home because um, I told him, I'm not coming to your house. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. I am not coming to your house. I don't know you. So you have to come to my house. I live with my parents. If you want to hear me sing, that's where you have to come to my, you know, so he did. Um, and when he heard me, I did uh, Been So Long and uh, Rapture by Anita Baker, both songs. He was like, oh yeah, you can sing. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was grateful for that. And then um, the audition. So my mom asked if she wanted me to take, she wanted, if I wanted her to take me to the audition. And I was like, well, no, I want Dana because I want to be around all these young people. I don't want yes. my mom there, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so because, it, you know, what's indicative about that and what's amazing, I should say, about that is that at the audition, the whole day, Shan, I'm telling my sister, I'm whispering to her, Dana, I want to go home. Let's go home. Let's leave. Let's go. Wow. Let's just leave. Yeah. Because I had met Cindy. Cindy was a child star. Mm -hmm. She was Miss, uh, she had tried out for Miss California, but she was Miss Oakland. She had won Miss Oakland. Wow. She was, um, she had traveled back and forth to Japan with her sister uh, to perform. So she had done like corporate dates already, dates at 17 and 18 and 20 years old. And I was mm -hmm. like, what? Oh my God. I was intimidated. Then Max Maxine walks in and, she, you know, she and I had met before and we kind of figured that out right away. And then after that, um, she was saying, yeah, I've been doing gigs throughout Oakland all these years. I've done plays. Cindy, I did a couple plays with you before. And Cindy's like, really? Because Cindy was probably the leading lady, so she didn't notice Maxine mm -hmm. as much. Um, so they had that in common. And I was just like, oh, my God. And Maxine had her own place. And Cindy had her own place. And she lived in L.A. with her roommate. And I was just so like a fish out of water. There was another girl there that didn't make the group, but Jordana was Maxine's roommate. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I live at home. They're roommates. I, yeah. I don't want to be here. I want to go home. I just felt so like a fish out of water. I felt so amateur compared to them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and Maxine had this big weave and she had these, um, this tiny little skirt. Tiny <laughs> skirt on and she was sexy and I just felt like oh my god I'm so what am I wearing why did I wear these jeans today you know that kind of I was just kind yeah. of getting down on myself in my head 
And I was like, and, and I don't want to audition. I mean, this is the day and I have to do this in front of everyone. It was one thing to sing in front of JR, the guy mm -hmm. that brought me to the audition. When I did sing for him, I remember telling him to turn his back <laughs> so I could sing. Because <laughs> I didn't want him to stare at me. I was too yeah. nervous. I was like, so amateur. So I'm looking at them like, wow, they have done all this stuff with their lives. And here I am still living at home. With my, I just felt out of place. Yeah. And when it came down to it, Maxine volunteered to go first. We were still waiting for Terry to get there, and it was pretty late. Okay. Um, our producers had taught us the background parts, so we laid the background parts, even without Terry. And then we, he taught us the, um, the lead part of the song, the, the verses. Mm -hmm. um, and so while we're sitting around, they got some food for us, and we're reading the lyrics. We're still waiting for Terry. But we're reading the lyrics and we're learning the song and he's teaching us the melody, how the song goes. So when it came down to it, I think it was about eight o'clock and Denny, Denny, one of our producers turns around and says, okay, ladies, who's going to go first? Because we were behind him sitting on the okay. couch. I wanted Shan, I wanted to crawl under the couch, <laughs> go through the floorboards and leave the, ven leave the studio and just go out the front door and sit in the car and wait for my sister. Wow. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> had my mother been there just think about it because mothers mm -hmm. always like to protect their kids you know exactly I, mean? so my, I know if i would have said mom i want to leave she would have been like okay all right well let's just make up an excuse and say something and mm -hmm. leave she wouldn't have been she wouldn't have been she would have been too she would have coddled me too much yeah. you know what i mean so um luckily my sister was there because she wasn't having it at all she cursed <laughs> me out the last time because I kept asking her all day. Remember, we've been here like four or five hours by mm -hmm. now. So I think we got there at three. So four, five, six, seven, eight, five hours we've been there. She's tired. She's pregnant. She, well, she wasn't hungry anymore because they fed us. But she didn't want to hear nothing. Her mm -hmm. back was probably hurting. She didn't want to hear me. And even though she's my youngest sister, she still was mature. And mm -hmm. I was so immature compared to my sister. So um, that last time that I asked her, just before he, when he said, who's going to go first? While Maxine was in the studio, I kept saying to Dana, let's go. Can we just leave now? Hurry up before she comes out. Dana blew up at me. <laughs> You've been telling me all day that you want to leave, and I am not having it. I sat here all day with you. You're going to do this audition, but oh, me. She tore me apart in front of everybody, in front of the whole room. Yes. And I was like, okay, already then calm down no you've been asking to leave all day long and you're not leaving we're gonna stay here and you're gonna do this audition mm -hmm. okay mom <laughs> <laughs> okay mom oh my god it was hilarious so yeah that was the audition so when maxine was done with cheering i was like i want to leave please jesus how am i gonna get through this i'm too nervous and denny once maxine came in and we gave her her props and we're screaming for her Mm -hmm. um denny turns around and says okay dawn you're next wait a minute what you just gave maxine the choice of going or not and now you're saying i'm next he said well if i give you the choice you're not gonna go mm. oh my god okay 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 all right you're right you're right you're right so i was like father just go go with me and i went into the booth put my headphones on and i'm looking at the lyrics trying to sing the song now i keep mm -hmm. telling people that whenever you do when you're learning a new anything for the first time, you got to kind of go through it a few times before yes. it becomes familiar. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It wasn't familiar to me at all. Um, the, the microphone, the um, headphones, Maxine still has this, this uh, 
this um, habit to this day. I'm holding the cord to my um, light because I have a light on right now. Maxine would twist the cord while she's singing and she's singing and she's singing and she's twisting the cord. And so when I got in there, I had this cord that I had to untangle, mm -hmm. untangle this cord. And I was like, oh my God, I'm trying to figure it all out. And then he says, are you ready? And I'm like, uh, no, just a second. So I undid the cord and I was like, okay, I'm ready. Now I'm trying to read the lyrics. Mm -hmm. You cannot, if you don't have something in your spirit and it's not memorized, mm -hmm. you can't close your eyes and just kind of like emote and sing the song. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock and still alone. You can't do that because you don't know the song yet. So I'm reading the lyrics and I sounded terrible. The first time, Shan, I bombed. <laughs> Then he comes out with the speaker and he's like, well, it was okay. I think you, you could do, you could do this better. You could, I'll give you, you know, you got another shot. And I had three shots to get it right. Wow. After the second time, it was okay. The second time was better. Um, and I told him, I'm still, you know, reading these lyrics. I don't know them by heart. He said, I know, I know, but you know, it's an audition. I was like, oh my God, he's not having any sympathy. No. So. After the second time, he's like, hold on, your sister wants to come in there. Shan, my sister comes into the studio, big and pregnant. <laughs> Dawn. I'm like, Dana, what do you want? Why are you in here? Dawn, you can sing better than this. I cannot believe that you are that nervous. Just don't worry about the lyrics. Put the lyrics to the side. Dana, I can't make lyrics up like that on the spot. I need to know these lyrics. No, you don't. Whatever you ha whatever it takes, just show him you can sing. You don't yeah. need the lyrics. Just show him that you have the talent. I was like, oh my God. So I'm going to sound stupid. Joseph is the man. I mean, what, I, what am I going to make up? Okay. <laughs> I, I have to know what I'm singing to the background. The background goes with the lead parts that are written down on this mm -hmm. paper. I, I can't just make that up. I love him. Uh, you know what I mean? What am I going to make up? I can't do that. Oh, my God. And she's like, Dawn, I don't know. what." It, and then Diddy comes over the speaker and says, Dawn, your sister's right. I was wow. like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he can hear us. He can hear us. I'm like, because we were out, Shan, we were like, as if we were at home. Yeah. Nobody watching. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> me and my sister, like little girls arguing. And I kept saying, Dana, I know what I'm doing. Leave. Get out. She's like, Dawn, no, you're going to do this. I'm like, Dana, I know. Shut up. Get out. It was like that. Wow. So finally, I, they had this um, partition that was mm -hmm. in front of us. So it was blocking us. Um, I went back behind the partition. I heard the door open, and I thought my sister left out. So Denny said, okay, you ready now? He said, your, your sister's right. You put those lyrics aside. I said, okay. I put the lyrics aside. I said, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. So the music started, and I put the headphones on. It's 10 o'clock, and we're still waiting for the phone. Whatever our backgrounds were. Mm -hmm. And I did it. It was, it was almost, when I think about it, even when I hear it now, it feels like I was on a, it was like when you hear athletes talk about being in the zone, and they're mm -hmm. in a zone, yeah. you're riding the wave, you're not even you're almost out of body. You're not even in your body. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. When I was done, um, I could hear, I wasn't even finished. The music was still playing and I could hear them screaming because the music was fading out. Mm -hmm. But I heard them in the mic, in the, uh, in the um, headphones, I could hear them screaming and, and then over the loudspeaker and I took the headphones off and I was, then he was like, Dawn, come in here. <laughs> you did amazing. And I was like, wow. thank you so much. I 
took the headphones off and I put them on the thing. And when I stepped out, my sister grabbed me. <laughs> she had she hadn't left the room. I heard the door open and close, like I said, mm -hmm. but she had not left the room. She was still in the room with me. And I was like, Dana, oh my God, do you think I did good? She's like, Dawn, oh my God, you killed it. You did so well. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So let's go out. Let's get out of here. Let's get out. Let's go. And when I opened that door, the sliding glass door, mm -hmm. the room erupted. Wow. Maxine was like, you said you were nervous. You said you couldn't sing that well. I don't believe you. Oh, my God. You're so <laughs> great. You're so good. You're... Because you don't know what you're capable of until you get in that moment. Yes. Until you're right there in the moment. It's like, okay, whether it's, you know, the Oscars or the Grammys or a job that you really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. Um or a loan that you were trying to get to start a business, or I don't know, you, you just run into those moments in your lifetime that it's like show and prove right now on the spot today. Yes. And it's called the eye of the tiger. And I had it. I had it. And I also think it's because my mom was wishing the best for me. Mm -hmm. My sister was there with me and she was wishing the best. If I didn't do good, I knew I couldn't get in the car with her because she wasn't <laughs> having it. Okay. She was not having it. Um, and it was also that I knew this was my dream. I have to get in this group, you know? How many times in the Bay Area do they ha even have a, a, an audition for something like this? Mm -hmm. The fact that that man met me at the concert, it was like, this was destined to be. This was yeah. God's will for my life, you know? So whew, when I hear it, so what ended up happening is that they, Cindy went out, she was like, I can't, I can't sing like that. I'm not going after her. <laughs> then he was like, don't worry about it. Just sing your best. And she did amazing as well. Cindy was mm -hmm. great. So was uh, Jordana, the girl that didn't make the group, but she sounded good too. Um, and then when Terry came later, it wasn't fair to her, but she had to do her audition as well. Yeah. She didn't have all day long like we did to learn the background parts and to feel the song out, but she still did pretty good. What ended up happening is I would say a week, Maxine had asked me to do a show with her that day. Mm-hmm. And she said she had a, a show coming up at this place called Jeffrey's, which is really um, a place that has been in Oakland since I was a little girl. I've been hearing <laughs> about Jeffrey's, right? So um, she said, I have a show at Jeffrey's. Would you sing background for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't have any clothes, though, because I didn't have dresses for, like, yeah. stage stuff. You know, I didn't have my mom. I was still pretty much a kid. You know what I mean? I didn't have my own gigs. I didn't get out there. I wasn't assertive like that to get out yes. there and do shows. So Maxine asked me that, and I said, sure. But she said, well, I'll call you tomorrow, and we'll go over the clothes, because I have some dresses you can look at. Mm -hmm. So she called me, and we talked about that. And, um, and then uh, fast forward to about five days later, because her show wasn't until the next month. So five or six days later, she called me again, and she said, um, are you able to get over here to see what I have so you can try on these dresses? And I said, mm -hmm. well, my mom can bring me, or I can get on the bus, whatever. And she said, no, it's okay. I can come get you. Or, you know, we talked about small things like that. And yeah. that she finally had her band together. Because the first time she called me, the day after the audition, she didn't have a band. Oh, wow. So now she has a band. All those little things. Um, and how long her show was going to be, 45 minutes, for 45 minutes set. Uh, the songs she was talking about, what songs she was going to do. Just small mm -hmm. talk like that. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, my gosh. So, okay. Oh, my God. I can't believe that we are all in the group what <laughs> what are you saying she said yeah you didn't know wait a minute maxine what are you talking about wait what are you saying we're all in what group she said the group that we just auditioned for i was like wow 
nobody called me nobody told me anything are you kidding me she's like dawn you yes i said matt's okay wait 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 <laughs> who told you she said our producer denny i was like okay are you sure that he said me too that i'm included like mm -hmm. he said okay cindy terry maxine and dawn she said, yes, you're included. You're in the group as well. I was like, okay, did Jordana make it? She said, no, she didn't make it because I didn't hear you say her name. Mm -hmm. But Terry made it. Wow, Terry wasn't even there the whole time, but good for her. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. So let me just see. Okay, so he said, Maxine, you are in the group, and so is Terry, and so is Max, uh, Cindy, and so is Dawn. He said, Dawn? Are you sure he said Dawn? <laughs> like, Oh my God. Yes. He said your name. He said, Dawn is in the group too. Oh, I, I just couldn't believe it. Cause yeah. I hadn't heard from him the very next day. He called me and said, you're in that. I just, <laughs> I'll never forget you're in. It was just that it wasn't even, Hey Denny, how are you? Hey Dawn, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm glad to hear from you. Um, you're in, it wasn't like that. I said, hello. He said, you're in. That was, <laughs> <And that's> it. <laughs> that was it. Oh my God. Yeah. So that it was, yeah, that was the moment that I found out I was in the group. It was Maxine that actually told me about it, but um, yeah, yeah, that was it. That was the wow. moment. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That is like, I feel like it gave me the chills just now, just listening to your story. Exactly. It, it Isn't really it crazy? Has. It is. Right. It really I was is. so like, cause I didn't know. I, I was like waiting all week long. And I didn't hear from him. Mm -hmm. Like, she called me the next day, but he didn't call me the next day to let me know. And I guess they had a few more people to audition as well. Um, but, yeah, she called me the next day about the show. And then a week later, she calls me about uh, the show again and that the clothes and all that stuff mm -hmm. in the show itself. And then she tells me and springs that on me. I was like, what <laughs> are you saying? This is a dream come true. And, whoa. Yeah. Wow. So amazing. Exactly. So how is that with all of you getting together? Because you really didn't have like the, the huge bond like most groups have where they develop from childhood and things of that nature. How right. is that coming together and recording your album in the studio or getting those songs ready? It was so fun. You're right mm -hmm. about that. Um, I guess it's like any job that you get. Mm -hmm. When you get on a job and you're the new person on, everybody's nice to you. And in this case, it was everybody was nice to all four of us, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it was really cool because Denny would take us to the side. Denny was more hands-on than Tommy. Okay. Tommy was the musician. He could play, you know, piano really well, I guess, from church, growing up in church. Mm -hmm. um, so he was an incredible piano player. And Denny could pick around on the keyboards just enough to give us notes and stuff like yes. that. But um, he was more hands-on. He would have conversations. Now I call them the brainwashing sessions. Okay. Because... It was like, you know, who, who's going to leave the group first? Who's going to be the Diana Ross of the group? And we're mm -hmm. like, why would we leave the group? Like, we're happy. So he was trying <laughs> to, to ingrain in us that you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. You want to stay. You want to stay. Yeah, mm -hmm. you want to stay. Well, yeah, I'll stay if I'm paid well, you know. But this is hindsight. Now, how I think now is like, yeah, I'll stay if, I was, if I'm paid. Um, so, yeah, the camaraderie was there between us. We were supportive of each other in the studio. Mm -hmm. Anybody that was singing, um, we would support them while they were singing. Wow. And again, the album came together so well. I think in five months' time, we were, the album was finished. Wow. That first album, Born to Sing, yeah. And then we had to go to, to L.A. And, and shop for our album cover. Like, everything <laughs> happened so quickly. 
We got them church suits, Shan. Them from white. <laughs> what is that album cover? Oh. White. Those white church suits. Lord yes. have mercy. Oh my God. But I'm so grateful for those white church suits because it was the beginning of an era mm -hmm. of girl groups. We were the first to hit the ground, you know, yeah. what I mean? and, and take off. So I'm grateful for those white church suits. That was that showed who we were, because <laughs> uh, we picked them out. We went yeah. down in the alley and we went with the stylist. He was actually a makeup artist, but he's like, okay, they're just they're paying me one fee to to do to do both, um, yeah, to do both, right? Yeah. So we went down there with him and picked those uh, those church suits out and. I wouldn't change anything. It was fun. It was a it was a first for all of us. You yes. know what I mean? It wasn't like we were we weren't fashionistas right away. We were definitely not in vogue right away. Like mm -hmm. we had to work ourselves into that. We really did. Really did. <laughs> so oh what God. was that feeling like for you all when you, you know, you released your first single and you you're hearing it on the radio and you're seeing it soaring up the charge? What was that feeling like? Magic magic even to this day it's been 30 years mm -hmm. and if i hear my song or someone's playing it in a car and i'm looking around like oh my god who's that that's us that's me <laughs> <laughs> you know it never ever ever gets old it is so amazing i'm i'm grateful because oh my gosh all of those things happened first of all i'm grateful that i had a group mm -hmm. because i wasn't thinking about doing a group when i did the audition but I'm glad it happened that way instead of me coming out as a solo artist first. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that that would have been amazing to do that first. Yeah. And I would have been used to being that. I mean, I remember Stacey Ladisaw was 14 years old when she came out with Let Me Be Your Angel mm -hmm. with Nada Michael Walden producing her. And I was like, Mom, I want to be a star. <laughs> so she took me to San Francisco to Nada Michael Walden's studio. And um, I was going to be, I was going to do what they call reference vocals for artists. So okay. you sing, yeah, you sing the track down so they can hear how the song goes, the melody, mm -hmm. how the background parts go. Um, and, and so they can reference your vocals when they're listening to how the song is sang. Yes. And I was going to do that for Stacey Lattisau. So I went over there. I met Nard and Michael Walden. He actually read my palm. <laughs> um, I remember wow. I was 14 and he read my palm. You're going to live a long life and you're going to be married. And I was like, I don't want to be married. I want to sing. But I, didn't say that. <laughs> I want to be a star like Stacey Lannison. And I was hoping she would walk through the door any minute, you know, and yes. I could say hi to her. But um, yeah, so I just, to be in a group was like, okay, this is a way for me to get my chops together without having, and have a sisterhood too. Mm -hmm. um, our harmonies were so beautiful. It was like a family without actually being family. Wow. Um, yeah, we were so magical together. Our harmonies were amazing, just amazing. So yeah, there was a lot of firsts that we did together. Having mm -hmm. that family really meant a lot. You know, doing it by myself would have been like, okay, my manager's here. Um, <laughs> and then he, all he would have to say is, oh my God, congratulations, you won a Grammy. Yeah. You won a Grammy. Or, my mom's saying you want a Grammy or my agent or my publicist or my, you know, uh, bookkeeper or, mm -hmm. you know, accountant, somebody saying, yeah, you won, as opposed to saying we won, we mm -hmm. celebrate this together. So I was really happy for the group situation that sisterhood meant a lot. That is incredible. I have a little yeah. story time <laughs> Yay, for myself. Good. And um, okay. I remember when the single when Hold On came out yeah. when I was just a little kid and 
I wow, remember. Wow, you're making me feel old. Thank you so <laughs> I'm very much. I'm not trying to make you feel old. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Wow. But I remember my sisters and I, we went to an amusement park and they had like this little, that's like a, that's like a little makes you like karaoke studio that you go in and you can perform the songs. Yes, and exactly. my older sister and I, we sang, hold on. And my aunt okay. has this on video. Like I'm in the back, you know, on the drums. I have like a little ice cream face paint on. And that was like probably one of the very first, like I guess I would say like studio karaoke experiences that I ever had exactly. in my life was singing that song. Oh my gosh! So wait, was it was it from the acapella? No, no, no. It was it was a studio, it was a studio one, but yes. Oh wow! It was a studio one. So mm. it just started with the music. Yeah, it just started with the music. Exactly. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's fun. That is a good memory. Very <laughs> good is, memory. It is. My aunt you still, still have has. That video? She still has the video. Like she will bring <laughs> it out, and you'll see me in a little background, a little drums playing, with a little microphone singing, and my sister up front okay. performing. You have to put that video up for me to look at, please, <laughs> on Instagram or however you do it, or yes. even email it to me. I gotta see it. I will have to find. I have to come contact my aunt and get it from because I know she 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 has it in her stash because she doesn't she get rid of anything. It. If she can, if she can, don't worry about know. it. No pressure at all. Oh no, she has. Um, she definitely has it. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people have done that, and they're like, okay. I really don't want to tell you this, but when I was seventeen, or when I was twenty, or twenty-seven. My mom and hold on was out and yeah, um, and we did this video and, and my mom plays it for everybody that comes in the house. Yeah, so she that's does. so cool. She does. She I, I couldn't couldn't have been no more than maybe like six years old or something at the time. And oh, you were yeah, I, I was yeah, I was really young. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's so probably so cute. How old was your sister? She older than you? She was older, so she was she had to be about eight, about seven or eight. So yeah, we were still. We were she young. was a baby yeah. too. Oh my god! Wow, you guys, that is cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. So while you were yeah. in this group, um, was there any point where you felt like you all couldn't um, express yourselves the way that you wanted to? You know, maybe like could due to like label constrictions or anything like that, where you fully couldn't be yourselves. Um, yeah, you know, you're the first one who's asked that. That's a very good question. Uh, there were things that I wanted to say musically, you mm -hmm. know, because Hold On was about letting your man have a space, which was a good thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. women can be a little bit too, um, you know, like uh, you, you are, what do you call it when you do that? Like when you're like you really clingy and... Clingy, there's mm -hmm. the word. Thank you so much. That's the perfect word. So sometimes we can be too clingy and too controlling. Where are you? Who you're with? Who's in the mm -hmm. background? I can't, you know, men can do the same thing, but women tend to do that a lot more. Mm -hmm. So that was a great song to give us our, to make sure we give our man his space, be patient and he'll give his heart to you. That was really mm -hmm. good. And, and Denny wrote that, Denny, our producer, mm -hmm. uh, we co-wrote with him. Um, but I don't know if we really wrote songs that were empowering to women. Mm -hmm. Free Your Mind came later. And really, I told Denny what my, because we had um, had gone out on the road and we were out, out with MC Hammer when we came home. Mm -hmm. Denny had had a conversation with MC Hammer and he was like, wait a minute, you guys are only making two pennies a record. There's a problem. Wow. Yes. So I want you guys to go to my attorney. I'm going to pay for you to sit with him all day. Mm -hmm. We did Free Your Mind and, and, and Denny asked us our... When he found out that we went to MC Hammer's attorney, mm -hmm. he would not allow us to write on the second album. 
Wow. <clears throat> he revoked our rights to, yeah, to write. Um, and so he asked us what, what free your mind was to us. Mm -hmm. You know, what, each, what that meant. So each of us um, gave our idea of what we thought prejudice was. Yes. You know what I mean? And mine was hip-hop clothes. Like, you know, just because I wear certain gear or my clothes look a certain way doesn't mean that I'm selling dope or that I'm... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or when you see a guy especially dressed this way that he's selling drugs because yes, of how of he's dressed. Yeah, all these assumptions. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's how Free Your Mind came about. And then giving him something and feel was just a remake. So we didn't do, <clears throat> excuse me, any writing on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Desire, I forgot which ones. I got to look at our albums just to know which songs <laughs> we're on. <laughs> which album? It's been so long now. Um, it ain't over to the Fat Lady Sings. I, I wrote that that rap with uh, a guy named uh, Wayne. Wow. And um, he, was a, he was one of the artists for Danny. Danny and Tommy had an artist named Wayne. He was a rapper. Mm -hmm. So we wrote together. Yeah, exactly. So when you were all in the studio and you were creating these songs, how closely mm. did they mirror your own life experiences? Oh, wow. Good questions, Shan. <laughs> Ask me again. Okay. So when you, again. when you guys were in the studio and you're creating these songs, how closely exactly. did they mirror your own life experiences? The songs themselves or the experience of being in the studio? The songs that themselves. Would, that would, Exactly. That would make sense anyway. Yeah. What a, um, I don't think any of them really did. I mean, I, I guess I learned to give a guy his space based on hold on. Um, but I wouldn't, there's nothing that we really did that uh, does that, um, God, I'm saying the wrong songs for the wrong albums. I think Desire was on the first album. Mm -hmm. And You Don't Have to Worry was definitely on there. Lies was on there. So we all know lies. We all know people mm -hmm. that lie and politicians and all that stuff. So that, that I could relate to. Um, waiting on you. I can't keep wasting my time waiting on you. Heck yeah. But how <laughs> about a guy stand me up? You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. stand me up or he's out with someone else or he's, you know, cheating on me at that point. I hadn't mm -hmm. had that experience. So I couldn't relate to that, but I could like, hell yeah, you better not keep me waiting. If I have a guy, you know, mm -hmm. he better not keep me waiting and, yeah, that that's really it. I mean, I, I really can't say that the songs related to my life mm -hmm. too much. Don't okay. go. I feel the time is right. So uh, as far as don't go, um, I, I feel the time is right. Because my love has grown for you up till this very night. Mm -hmm. At that point, getting into In Vogue in the first album, I was a Christian coming out of the church, like yeah. in the church still. And... I just felt like those lyrics were too risque. Lay me down upon my bed and make me feel the heat. So um, Denny was like, okay, you don't want to sing it? Terry, you come sing it. And yeah. she did. And I was like, uh-oh, did I miss out, you know, on doing something? Um, so, yeah, there was, like, lots of songs that I didn't feel. I didn't, you don't have to worry. Um, I didn't love that song. I didn't love Lies either. Mm -hmm. There's another song on that album called Love Lines. Mm -hmm. And I sang lead on it. Uh, and I thought it was okay. I thought it was just okay. <laughs> Maxine, that was her favorite song was Love Lines. I'm like, what? Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. Cooties, as I said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but she loves it. She loves that song. So 
yeah, I learned a lot in the studio, the camaraderie, like I said, coming together, mm -hmm. but being able to express ourselves. The first album, we didn't care what we did. We were mm -hmm. going to do whatever songs they told us to do. This is okay. our first time in here. You want us to sing Mary Had a Little Lamb? We will do it. And we will harmonize. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mary Had a Lamb. Mary Had a Lamb. Whatever. We'll sing it. Um, so I don't ever feel like Denny and Tommy restricted us. Um, <laughs> now, on the second album, because they found out that we went to MC Hammer's uh, attorney, mm -hmm. they restrict Denny restricted us from um, writing on the record. Mm -hmm. We couldn't write anything on the second album. So... He asked us our idea of what we thought Prejudice was again, but he took, it's not like he took all the credit for it. I think he did give us our shares as far as, um, I think somehow he dictated how we got paid or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but he definitely was offended that we went and asked questions about something that we were locked into. Like our yeah. deal was only giving us two pennies a record. How could you be mad at us for finding out why? How could you, why would you be mad at us trying to figure out why our business isn't right and why we're only two, making two cents a record? Why yeah. is that a problem for you, you know, to this day? So I know now that it's because he wanted to control us. You yeah. know, if we change the yeah. deal, we change the structure of how they get paid as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I said you have a very distinctive voice when you're singing, especially oh, just listening oh. back to the group. Like you, you can just pick your voice out, you know, from everyone else's. Oh, um, man. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. How are you able well, to showcase your individuality within the group? I, I wasn't. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm shocked when you say that now. I mean, I know we can, we can hear each one of us. Like, you mm -hmm. can hear Cindy's voice. You know when it's Terry. Um... And Maxine's voice is lower and warmer. Mm -hmm. So we each have a unique sound. Everybody's got yeah. a unique sound to their voices. But I think I, I don't even know. I wasn't trying to stand out. Mm -hmm. I just did. Which is why, um, I think it's why the audition, like for the audition I did Waiting on You, we all did it. But my version was chosen for the record. Mm -hmm. It was the best version of that song. It wasn't like, if it was Cindy's, I would say the same thing. Hers yeah. was the best version for that, al you know, for the album. Um, and I remember the jealousy coming out and Terry like snapping and saying, you know, Maxine in London, our first time over in London, Maxine mm -hmm. said, well, Dawn, you know, you're the best singer in the group. And, and I immediately went into defense mode because Terry's attitude was so nasty. Excuse me? I don't think so. Like, it, you know, adamant about it. And I was yeah. like, no. No, we're all good singers. We can all sing so good. And we're, you know, that's why we were at the audition. That's why we got in the group. Like I was trying to play small. Mm -hmm. um, today, I probably would have done the same thing because I'm not an arrogant person, but I know my worth a lot more than I did then. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so I was trying to agree with Terry and appease what she said or Maxine, what, how Terry's reaction was. But mm -hmm. looking back, yeah, I sang lead on the biggest hits. Mm -hmm. You know, I sang lead on on um on a lot of the songs on the record, even if they weren't hits. I sang uh, lead on on yeah, the biggest hits. You know, don't let go, giving them something to feel. Mm -hmm. um, I split the lead with Maxine on never gonna get it. Um, so looking back, yeah, come on, I did. I sang lead yeah. on our biggest hit to date. So I wouldn't say lead singer, but I did stand out as a lead. Mm -hmm. I may, I may be a little bit too humble, but <clears throat> we weren't meant to be one lead singer in the group. Yeah. We could all sing lead, and that was what was great about the album. 
about the group. But I did sing the biggest hits. Mm -hmm. So I can't deny that. That's a fact. You know? <laughs> were there any, um, any point where you all were recording, or even as you just as an individual, where you were singing and you kind of like shocked yourself by hitting either a certain note or being able to just, you know, maybe go on for a run for a very long time? Is there any point where you kind of like shocked yourself with your own singing ability? Yes. And waiting on you, I can't believe that I'm still alone. <laughs> I can't hear it in my head, but I did that note then. And that was okay. That was not too, too high. Mm -hmm. But then on Runaway Love, that's mm. when I really hit like, or something like that. Um, <laughs> and I'm not warmed up. I'm, so, I'm like, don't stop trying stuff if you know you haven't warmed up. <laughs> but it was okay. I um Yeah, so on that note, I was like, wow, I hit that clear and was it don't let go don't let go i didn't hit um i didn't hit any high notes but i did the way that i was singing it was powerful and i was proud mm -hmm. of that because we had different producers we didn't okay. do denny and tommy weren't producing that song <clears throat> so that was um that was organized noise and mm -hmm. they had two producers uh writers that came in and wrote don't let go for us mm -hmm. andrea martin and uh ivan batias and ivan matias and um yeah, they, they didn't know who sang what, so they were just like, well, Dawn, you sing lead on this part. And I got in, and they were like, okay, sing lead on the rest, <laughs> because they liked it. <laughs> and then um, about, I don't know, three days after I did all the leads, um, the record company told the producers to take me off the lead and let each of us sing lead. Mm. <clears throat> and I was shocked. I was like, okay, but, well, the guy, Ivan Matias, and I think I'm blowing him up right now because he <laughs> always told me, don't say it came from me, but hey, it did. And I'm going to put it in my <laughs> book as well. But um, he came to me and said, well, the record company is trying to kick you out of the group. The girls don't want you here. And, you know, mm. they have some hidden agenda that they're doing and whatever. And I was like, what? I was so shocked. You know, my life at that time, my whole adult life was in vogue for mm -hmm. seven, eight years. And now you're telling me that it's over? Like, what are you saying? And why do they want me? You know, it was that. So he said, but I want you to let the girls try and sing lead. And when they get here, we'll see what happens because you sang your ass off. Mm -hmm. They have to top that. They have to top you. They have to be better than what you have done already. And I was like, wow. Okay, and, and I have to act like I don't know anything. When they walk in the studio, I have to act like, hey, Cindy, Terry, Maxine, hi. Hey, how's it going? Bitches! Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? But uh, when I got there, I was like, hey, hi, guys, how are you? I gave hugs and all that. Hey, how's it going? Um, and then they tried to sing the lead, and he kept looking at me like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, yeah. Can't, they can't do it because they tried their best to do the lead, and um, – I didn't say anything. I didn't. I just let them try, and then uh, that's why you hear me singing the lead on the whole first half of the song. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So God don't like ugly. What mm -hmm. happened after that was supposed to happen, and they fell apart. You know all that stuff. Well, I'm I'm going too soon, too fast. But yeah, the group fell apart when I left. You guys kicked me out. Mm -hmm. Kind of what happened. Wow. Well, I would yeah. definitely have to say that that is probably like my favorite, <laughs> my favorite Yay! in Vogue song, only because I would say it's it's so different from what you all have uh, created exactly. previously. 
Sure. And sure. I just, I love the way you sang it. Like, I can listen to that thank song you. on repeat just over and over again. Oh, and it just does not get you, over Shan. me. I, I love that it. Makes, that means a lot. Thank you so much. Wow. I, do. I really do. <laughs> so when you guys did What a Man with Salt and Pepper, how did that come about? How did that collaboration come about? What a Man? Um, yes. How did What a Man happen? What a Man. Wow. What a Man. So I think it was our manager the the um <clears throat> salt and pepper had contacted our manager mm -hmm. and asked us to do a duet or really it was what a, a four plus two at you know what i mean <laughs> it was that <laughs> and um, um we were like oh my god salt and pepper yes heck yeah we'll sing the chorus on their song you know it's like mm -hmm. yeah that was magical it was a magical moment it was it was their first major hit mm -hmm. i want to say crossover hit with en vogue um and it was their first uh, ever as big as the hit was. It was their biggest hit because of us. So I'm really wow. proud of us for that. Yeah. But I was proud that they wanted to include us as hip hop artists, like rappers. Mm -hmm. Typically, they don't want some singers on their stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? So it was a really beautiful union coming together with them. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. That's smart. Awesome. Definitely one smart. of my favorite songs as well. <laughs> like I said, I love Me the too. vocals. Me I love, too. I just love everything about that song, like from the lyrics and just, it's, it's just one of those songs that just really exactly. has stood the test of time. And it just, it just, you know, it just makes you feel good. You, just, you know, just can't have a smile when you think about it. Exactly. No, it's fun. No, I hear you. It's a lot of, I love that song. In fact, I do the rap part when I'm live. Because <laughs> I have to. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and I had the background singers. <laughs> All of the, the oohs and ahs and stuff. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good song. So the group kind of did like disbanded or you left or was kicked out at like pretty much like the really pinnacle or a height of you guys' success. How yeah. difficult was that transition for you? Oh, it was really hard. It was, <laughs> it was especially hard because the reason that they kicked me out was the same reason that Terry had, mm -hmm. but they didn't kick her out. Mm. So they asked us both to do, um, initially, just long story short, we were supposed to, the four of us had agreed that we were not going to go back in the studio until we renegotiated our contract. Mm -hmm. And we had just found out that we were free and clear from our production company because we were signed through Denny and Tommy to Tough Enough Productions to the major label. Yeah. So um, to Tough Enough Productions to Atlantic Records. And mm -hmm. then so it's us, to Tough Enough Productions in the middle, and then the major label so we had this middleman and we found out that we were no longer um contracted by we our contract had run out of its course mm -hmm. it run it ran its course the time was up for them and they had not renegotiated their contract with us as producers so we could go directly to the label now wow and so the four of us agreed that we're not going to go in the studio and sing anything until they renegotiate our contract mm -hmm. Um, we're free, free and clear. We can, in fact, we can go to any label we want. At this point, we can go to Motown, yeah. RCA, Warner Brothers Capital. We can go anywhere we want and get a better deal. Mm -hmm. um, Denny and Tommy found that out, and they asked Cindy, Terry to go into the studio and, and do a solo album. Wow. And so did the major label. The label asked her to, to do the same thing. Hmm. She went in. We called her on it because we're like, we just agreed. The four of us, we're not going to go in the studio. Why yeah. are you yeah. in the studio? And well, I don't agree with you guys. And me and Denny have a relationship and well, I don't agree. So you guys just make you know decisions without me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Terry, are you kidding? Like, we can't do that. Yeah. So sure enough, um, they gave her a big budget for, um, you know, video, um, tour support, 
she did a show at the Pantages in LA to launch her tour. Mm -hmm. um, me, Cindy, and Maxine went to, to support her. Um, and then she went on the road and the label came to me at that time. By then it was seven months later. Mm -hmm. And the label came to me and asked me to do an album as well. Now wow. I know in hindsight that it was divide and conquer. Yeah. And yeah. I took the bait because I had a house and I was going to lose my house. Me, Cindy, and Maxine couldn't really do anything without Terry. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to they didn't want to push the envelope because they felt like, well, Terry's out there by herself. Maybe if we say too much, they may kick us off the label. Yeah. Cause you know, they're thinking they don't, we don't need Cindy, Terry and uh, Cindy Dawn and Maxine. Mm -hmm. Terry's out there. She's a solo artist. So, you know what I mean? We had to really, I didn't want to play it safe. I never play it safe. I'm never safe. I'm always gutsy. <laughs> Let's do whatever it takes because we had the power. Mm -hmm. We had the power and we had contracts. So I wanted to confront them on that and say, look, Terry's out there on her own. You guys did that. It was wrong. Yeah. We either want out and we can go on and do our own thing in another label as another group. We don't have to use the name in Vogue. I mean, mm -hmm. come on, let's like make something up, come up with another name. Destiny, or no, not Destiny, but you know, we can come up with something else. Mm -hmm. um, and the girls didn't want to do it. So when the label came to me, I said, yes. And I did that solo uh -huh. album. Um, and I regret it because I don't think that we were ready to do a solo album yet. We needed one more album, one more mm -hmm. big, huge album from In Vogue before the solo album started. Yeah. Uh, for me, Maxine, Cindy, Terry, any of us. Um, but here we are, we're in the studio. And when I was part way, maybe it was about four songs that I had recorded. Mm -hmm. Sorry, three songs that I recorded. The label came to me and said, okay, we're pulling the plug on your project. We'll get back to it eventually, but we're going to oh. do another In Vogue album. It was divide and conquer. Like I said, they yeah. knew that we were trying to stand down. We were not going to go in the studio. So they knew. And mm. uh, I was like, no, you won't. You're going to let me go as a solo artist. So they did. And I recorded that whole album with mm -hmm. Vogue, um, what became EV3. Mm -hmm. And after a while, they were like, well, we can't have any hidden agendas in this group. I'm like, what's a hidden agenda? You guys knew that I was gone as a solo artist, but I, that my solo album never affected the En Vogue album at all. Yeah. So why are you guys kicking me out of the group? Like, why is this happening to me? And why didn't you kick Terry out? Terry did a solo album, same mm -hmm. exact thing, but you guys are kicking me out. All right, bye. And everything fell apart after that. They mm -hmm. fell apart. I didn't have the solo success that I wanted, um, but I still look at them and I'm like, you guys didn't do any better than I did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so you guys kicked me out. So now it's about, it, the timing was really weird for me as well. Like I said, um, you have to have the right team around you to mm -hmm. build your career. You yeah. have to have people that really know what they're doing and have those connections that pick up the phone and say, hey, Clive, Clive Davis, mm -hmm. I need some songs for Dawn Robinson. Or, hey, Usher, let's do a duet with you and Dawn Robinson. It, yeah. You know, you got to have, or, or Maxwell or whoever. And um, I didn't have that team. Mm. I have it now, so I'm That's excited. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Yeah. So, how did you guys come about? How did you come about, rather, to um, to join and make Lucy Pearl the group Lucy Pearl? Lucy Pearl. Yes. How did Lucy Pearl come about? So, I was <clears throat> out of in vogue, but I had some deals on the table, and I hadn't signed anything yet. Mm -hmm. So. I had a deal on the table with RCA. Bob Jamison at RCA wanted to sign me. And at that time, he had um, Tyrese. 
uh, Coco from SWV. Mm -hmm. um, what's his name from um, After Seven? Kevin from After Seven mm -hmm. had a solo deal there. Um, and Cherokee, this artist named Cherokee had a solo deal. Mm -hmm. uh, um, they all had deals. And he said, I would like to add you to the roster. And um, when Raphael called my manager at the time, she told him, no, Dawn's not interested in doing a group. Mm -hmm. And when I found that out, I was like, what? Okay, first of all, you and I have had battles with each other because you want to control me. Yeah. And I'm not having it. And so we got to <laughs> part ways. And so when I found that out, like you told him no, you didn't even tell me that the, the, um, the possibility was there, that that mm -hmm. opportunity existed. And you're telling him no before you even come to me and say, hey, Dawn, you know, Raphael has this idea, but I don't think yeah. you want it because you're solo. And I would have said to her, well, because it was only a one-off. Mm -hmm. It was a one album deal. So it's wow. not going to eat up a bunch of my time. Yeah. I just thought it just makes sense to do this group. And Raphael Sadiq too. And I've known him since <laughs> we were kids. And you know, yeah. so when he called, I fired her and then he called me and I, oh, I got a hold of him. I think I got a hold of him. That's what happened. And um, I was like, Raphael, so what's up? Like, what, do you, what is this? And he said, well, I don't have a name for it yet, but I think, you know, Ali from Shaheed Muhammad from uh, Tribe Called Quest and mm -hmm. you from In Vogue and me from Tony, Tony, Tony just makes sense. I'm like, yes, include me. Call, <laughs> count me in. Count me in. Like, oh, my yeah. God. I just thought that is going to be amazing. Wow. And it was amazing. It yeah. was. It was amazing. Um, but I had to get rid of Cassandra because, like, when you have an artist who has been around as long as me, and at that time it was only 10 years, but still mm -hmm. it was 10 years. Yes. Give me my props. Like, don't act like I'm a brand new artist and I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Run it by me so we can figure it out together. Because if I think it's something that makes sense, then we can do it. You know, just like, like I told her, it's one album. Mm -hmm. It's not going to kill me. It's like, come on. And, and it's a good segue from leaving in Vogue and going, instead of going straight to a solo deal, I go to another group. Yeah. Ah! come on, that makes sense. And Raphael Sadiq is so dope. And like, yeah, us together, like I've known him since I was 16 too. So I was comfortable oh, wow. with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was comfortable with Raphael. So I, the problem with that deal is that I did not look at the contract the way that mm. I looked at Envogue's contract. I didn't redline it, what you call it. You redline it, so you yeah. underline everything in red that, yeah. I didn't do that. Mm. And I regret that to this day because the deal was crap. Once I did look at it, I was like, oh my I signed my soul away. Like, yeah. My firstborn, my left arm, right, left arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I signed my whole entire life. Yeah, it was oh, bad. No. Um, yeah, it was a bad deal. But it was such an iconic group. It was so, yes. we didn't sell nearly as much as Invoke did, but it was so, the project was so wonderful. So, mm -hmm. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have, Amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful. So yes, Lucy Pearl was the quintessential project. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you're going to leave your situation or, or you're solo even, you have a huge career as a solo artist and you're going to do another project, you want it to be like Lucy Pearl. Yeah. Meaning we didn't sell as much as En Vogue. We didn't have the proper push behind us. The label was not loving i guess they weren't loving lucy pearl enough to get behind us and push us mm -hmm. we needed a lot more um you know uh promotion yeah. marketing we needed all of that and so it wasn't nearly as big as in vogue um 
but it was critically acclaimed and mm -hmm. we did a lot of really big interviews of people we did the world i mean we did david letterman we did mm. um <clears throat> the chris rock show he had a mm. show on tv it yes. was great we did uh jay leno we did all of the big stuff just like in vogue it's like but we didn't have that we didn't have the push for radio to make mm. the song number one dance tonight mm. now over uh, overseas dance tonight was not that big at all mm -hmm. but don't mess with my man was mecca it was epic <laughs> it was epic it was like uh, oh my god it was so huge and wow. and here in the states don't mess with my man didn't do well at all so mm -hmm. it's weird because we got to see which songs work in which market as well yeah. <clears throat> which which audience or fan base would love this song or which one would love this one. It was like yeah. they gravitated overseas. They gravitated tw towards Don't Mess With My Man. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really hot. And um, it was great to know what kind of songs, like I said, work in different markets. Yes. So, yeah, Lucy Pearl is my heart. If you can tell <laughs> by the way that I talk about Yes, I can. It just hurts me that it's over, like yeah. it just ended. And I know it was supposed to be a one-off and I get it, you know, just a one album deal it wasn't supposed to be more than that. I get it. But still, to me, Lucy Pro was just getting started when it was over. Wow. <clears throat> and had wow. Raphael renegotiated the contract at that time, he should have said, okay, you know, I think we were just, we had just gone gold mm -hmm. by the time the, the group was over. Wow. So he could have just come to me and said, okay, you know, Don, because this is what he calls me, Don, not Don. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Raphael, you know me since we were kids. You called me Don <laughs> back then, and I used to tell you to stop calling me Don. You still call me Don. That's D-O-N. That's a man's name. <laughs> what do you call the sunrise? And he's like, the Dawn. I'm like, yeah, that's my name. Call me Don. He's like, whatever. All right, Don. <laughs> All right, Don. Oh, my God. So. I just wish that he would have had the guts to say, okay, you know, I'm so sorry that all this mm -hmm. was messed up. I got your back. Can yeah. we do another Lucy Pearl album? <clears throat> I'm sorry for everything that went down. Let's just do another. And I would have been like, okay, <laughs> I forgive you. I love you. I love you. You know, yeah. that's what it would have been because I love him so much. Um, Ali too. Like we just had a thing. You listen to every day. You listen mm -hmm. to La 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 or, or, um, any of the songs on that album, uh, Remember the Time, mm -hmm. you know, Can't Stand Your Mother. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, such a fun project. Just so brilliant, you know. Who does a song like I Can't Stand Your Mother? <laughs> Who does that? Like, come right? on. We were fun. It was so fun. <clears throat> and if you do a song like that, it's because you're a white rock group. Yeah. I can't stand your mother. I hate your mother. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the fact that we wrote that, um, it just was so cute. It was such a cute, I, it was really a battle on record. Mm -hmm. She's telling me, I don't like your mother and I'm your man. And she comes to my home and she's telling me how to do yeah. this and that. But I'm like, and your mother and I didn't really want to go there. <laughs> my in the closets in the bedroom saying things that don't, can't bear. Telling me, how I, telling me how I should live. Tell me how to raise my kids. Yes. Got the nerd act all funny. You better deal with her. You better deal with her or you'll be living with her. Because I... Oh well, my it's God. actually her very relatable experience. Exactly. Like, people have these experiences every day. Heck yeah. 
It's, it's yes. definitely relatable. Your mother living with you and she's telling you how to raise you. Why are you, why are you making that for dinner? Mm-hmm. Um, because they're my kids. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you don't let her stay out that late? But yeah, she's my daughter. <laughs> or he's my son. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So mother-in-laws can be a trip. And that's why we wrote it like that. Oh, yeah. my God. But it was a battle. And he lost. <laughs> I'm through with you. And your mom too. Get your Get your walking shoes, get to step and fool, because I'm through with you. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I haven't listened to that in a long time, too. But yes, get your walking shoes, get to step and fool, because I'm through with you and your wow. mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm through with you and your mama, too. Get your walking shoes and you step, get to step and fool, because I'm through with you. Oh, wow. my God. He lost. <laughs> he lost. He totally, totally lost. So you wow. have been in this business for, like, over 30 years. What mm-hmm. advice would you say you would give to your younger self? First of all, you, you just said that, and that made me, that made me, I have a cold sweat right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not trying to give you a cold sweat, not at all. <laughs> 30 years, Shan. How old are you? I'm 33. So you weren't even, <laughs> you weren't even bored when we came out. I am done. I'm so I'm through with you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, what was your question? Because I got lost. What was yes. your question? I said, what advice would you give to your younger self, knowing what you know now after being in the industry for so long? Continue to stand up for yourself, and even more sooner. Mm-hmm. Because when I left in Vogue, it was eight years. I would have said, do that sooner. When Terry did her solo album, that's when I would have been like, to hell with them. Don't worry about going back to the group ever again. Mm -hmm. Don't ever go back. Do your thing. Get the right team. Mm -hmm. Oh, did I give too much advice? Did you say one thing that I would say? No, no, no. no. I just just said what advice that you would give. Thank you. Yes, all of that. Get, get Get the right team around you when you leave this group. Don't go out there by yourself um get the right uh management make sure you have the right label mm-hmm. <clears throat> um oh my god uh you know and get a pr person and tell your truth mm. what i love about right now what's happening is you guys are asking me to do interviews because it's our 30 year anniversary well i don't know if that's why but a lot of them this is our 30th year right now mm-hmm. the year that we came out you weren't even born <laughs> Okay, I was born. I was born. born. I was thirty-three. I'm thirty-three. So I was born. Although, oh, right. Okay, so you were three years old. Only three. <laughs> but I was. I was born though. I existed. <laughs> you existed, but what, uh, barely. You were a tiny little boo. You were a little tiny boo. Um, but I would have said, I would have said, Dawn, don't be scared. Because when I left the group, I was afraid. They kicked mm. me out. I didn't want to be out there. Yeah. I wasn't ready. That's why I went to Lucy Pro. When that came along, I was like, that's why I was so pissed off at my manager, too. You said no to another group situation. Mm-hmm. Don't you know how genius that is? Don't you know how afraid I am to be out here by myself? Yeah. Yeah. So, and Maxine had admitted when I went back to the group in 2009, she's like, well, Dawn, we're the ones who told the press that you left in vogue to be a diva because you were being a diva mm-hmm. and you wanted to be solo. And I'm like, I was scared to death, which is why I did Lucy Pearl. Like, didn't they put two and two together? Dawn didn't yeah. go solo first. She went to another group. Anyway, um, yeah, I would have said, do not look back. Stand up for yourself. Get us, get a, so these are three things that I would have said. Don't feel bad about leaving because mm-hmm. what they did to you was wrong. Terry mm-hmm. did a solo album. They kept her in the group. You did a solo album. They kicked you out of the group. Mm-hmm. 
it's just, it's only right. Um, get a PR person and then get the right manager. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, today I manage myself. I co-manage myself with someone else. But, um, but at that time, that's exactly what I needed. You left mm -hmm. a group and you sang the biggest hit, strike while the iron is hot. hot. Yeah. You need to get the right deal right now because you're the biggest shit that ever came out of In Vogue. Mm -hmm. They're all huge. We were a great group. The group as a whole was great. But out of that group, you sang the biggest hit. So right now, you need to get a manager. Yeah. Get the right manager, put together an incredible album, and get on the right label. And do a label deal, really. Hmm. Do a label deal. Because I, I kept trying to ask the girls, like, let's create our own um, production company. Mm -hmm. And Cindy kept saying it was too much work. And I was like, it's not too much work. What I mean, too much work is us working for everybody else and not making money. Hmm. That's too much work. But... You know, it's in hindsight now. Yes. So where are you now? And what can we expect from you in the future? Right now, I am working on my autobiographical book, mm -hmm. um, Break a Dawn. It's called Break a Dawn. Nice. Um, and I'm excited about that. And that's going to be really big. I hope to do, I am going to do, um, I have to change that because it's in my contract. So I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm gonna do a uh, Barnes & Noble um, like tour. Oh, and exciting. At the same time. Yes, exactly. At the same time. Thank you. Um, I want to do Barnes and Noble is big enough to do a concert inside. Mm -hmm. You can have a live band. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, I've heard bands playing and I've watched them perform inside the store. So I want to give away a free single and perform the single while I'm, you know, doing autograph oh, signing. Awesome. Book. Exactly. And awesome. I also, thank you. And I also want to do. Kind of, I'll read a, uh, the excerpt or the foreword mm -hmm. for the book, and yes. I'll do that in front of you know fans and have them sit there while I read that. And uh, <clears throat> I can either read the foreword. It depends on which one is longer, because mm -hmm. you don't want to have an audience there and you only read one little paragraph. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I want it to be significant, significant enough. So I'll read the front cover, the back cover, and then mm -hmm. the foreword or the okay. introduction. Yeah, and then I'll perform the single and give them a single free. And my album's out, my album comes out, you know, at the end of this month or whatever. Because oh, first yeah. quarter, yeah, the first mm -hmm. quarter of 2021, I want my album out. Nice. And nice. my book, and my book, yeah. <laughs> so the album might not be finished, but I have a single at least by then, and, and my <laughs> book will definitely be done by the first quarter. Oh, that'd be amazing. That's amazing. I'm so yeah. glad to hear that. And we are really Thank looking you. forward to it. Definitely yes! looking forward to it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Oh, no problem. So here's my last question for you. Yes. So we all know you. You're this amazing singer. You know, you've done so many oh. great things. You toured the world. You've been in these groups. Thank you. When yes. it's all said and done, who is Dawn at the core? Who are you? And what do you want your legacy to be? Wow. Shan, your questions. <laughs> you got me digging deep. Who am I and what? And what do you want your legacy to be? Legacy. Woo! That I am feisty. I am a true Sagittarius. <laughs> I don't even know why I had to think about this. Oh, my God. I am a true Sagittarian to my heart. Mm. I stand up for what's not right. When I see something wrong, I stand up. I don't care who it offends. Yeah. I don't care who... Uh, the, the record company is going to... Oh, my God, Dawn, you can't say, yes, I can, and I will. Now, I wasn't always like that. But as mm -hmm. I got older, I was before I got into Invogue. My best friend just reminded me of who I was before I got into the group. Mm. And once I got into the group, 
um, I changed mm -hmm. because I had to appease the group. I had to conform to being in a group. Yeah. So I dummied down. I, I was too quiet. I didn't say the things that were on my mind. But before that, when I was 16, 17 years old, excuse me? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. No, you're not going to say, I'm not doing that. I was very much like that. My best friend mm -hmm. was with me when I was talking to this guy about a contract he supposedly had me in. And I was like, please sit with me while I call him and tell him I don't like the contract. And she sat right there while I told him off. Because mm -hmm. my mom was like, okay, you just ran through that whole contract. Because I was like, mom, can you call him and tell him that I don't like it? She said, no. Yeah. You just told me exactly what you don't like. You call him yourself and you tell him, Mom, I don't want to do that. No, I can't. And I called him with my best friend sitting by my side. And I said, Daryl, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't, you know, yeah. I was 16 years old. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if I can do that at 16, when I got into the group, I was like, okay, dummy down. Don't say what's on your mind. Just mm -hmm. be quiet. Play along. Go along because you're in a group. If you say too much, they're going to kick you out. Mm -hmm. So watch it. You know what I mean? And I became that. So yes, I want the world to know that I am feisty. I stand up for myself and anybody else that I see is in trouble or mm -hmm. something's going on with them. Um, and when I, when I pass and I leave and go into another realm, cause I don't think we just go and we die and there's nothing else there. Oh, yeah. I think our spirit goes on. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So when I go into another, when you see another artist come out, that's as spicy as me, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that 16 year old or that 17 year old girl, whoever gets a, a, a deal, and she's a black girl. She comes out. It, it, yeah, that's Dawn. Dawn <laughs> reincarnated. I am because I, I, I cannot dummy myself down. I looked at the contracts that we've had over the years and I'm like, no, hell no. Mm. Hell no. Everybody else is rich because of us. Yeah. Are you kidding? And we're not rich ourselves. Like there's a problem with that. And I always stood up for it and I always spoke up for it. And yeah, that's me. So that is what I want. The good questions, Shannon. Give yourself <laughs> a round of applause. Uh, thank you. Great thank questions. you. It yes. has been an absolute pleasure to, you know, to be able to speak with you and just learn more about your history and thank your legacy you. and what you have you know, coming you. up. It, it, I, I have no words. It's really have been such a pleasure. Oh my God. It's a pleasure. You're so young. I'm so <laughs> upset that you were only three when we came out, but I love that you know our history. Yes. That you kept the music alive all these years, that your mom played our music enough mm -hmm. that you would know who we were. Um, because it's up to people. I tell us all the time, even music from the 1800s, we had to listen to Chopin and we listened mm -hmm. to Beethoven and Bach. And even if just play it in the background in your house um, to educate the kids about music, because music stands, spans the test of time. Oh, There's yes. a lot of artists that came and went before I was even born. Ella Fitzgerald. I'm mm -hmm. glad I grew up with her music. Sarah Vaughn. Um, so to keep Shaka Khan going and Rufus and Stevie Wonder when he passes on or in Vogue when we're gone. That's really, that's what, what's important is the music mm -hmm. that we left behind. So thank you. I appreciate you. Can mm -hmm. I, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to drop this. This girl gave me this lipstick. Hold on. I turned it off. And I just want to talk about her lips because I have it on today. Oh, okay. It is called, I think it's Purple Tropical Punch. Okay. Purple Punch or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I put a, another purple over it because hers was a little light for me, but I love the lipstick. And I want to just, she's, whenever I have someone that has their own business, I try to, mm -hmm. to plug them just a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh, no her problem. name is. Nia J. Okay. Nia J. Cosmetics. Okay. And I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I can see it. You see it? Okay. Yes. It's really pretty. And well, that's very pretty color. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Yeah. 
So I'm going to go ahead and do a little video of her by myself just to thank her for it. But um, it's really pretty. Thank you for that, Shan. I appreciate it. We no have to problem. help each other because getting our oh, businesses off the ground is so hard. Yeah, it really Most is definitely. Easy. And I'm like, okay, I'm a celebrity. She sent me something. I want to go ahead and if I can, um, yes, plug her. So. And I'm also proud of you. Have me back again after my album is out. Oh, most definitely. <clears throat> Please, because I want to know your thoughts and I want to know what you think if you get the book as well. I want to oh, know. Oh, I definitely will be getting the book. <laughs> I, am a, I am a fan, so I will definitely have the book. The book, exactly. the merch, the album, the whole night. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate you so much. So much. Well, I do thank you. you so much for this, and I hope that you enjoy You're the rest welcome. of your day. Thank you. You too, honey. Thank you. We'll yeah. talk soon. We will. Shan. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. For real. I, <laughs> I just need to sit back for a moment. Just take all the time. Do you need a moment? Do you need a moment? Minute. Just a minute. It was a lot. Um, I I love her energy. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, it seemed like y'all were friends. Y'all been hanging she for a minute. She lucky the home girl right there. That's the you better text her, send her whatever <laughs> you need to send her. <laughs> But Ella, she's so passionate about life and, and music, yes. and you, she just lit right up when you started talking about the music. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. You know, and I, I always assumed, to be honest, I always assumed that she would be like the breakout star mm -hmm. of you know, and I had the solo album, uh, and, and to her point, you know, she didn't get the support that she, she expected, yeah. um, and then she, it seemed like she didn't get fair treatment. Um, based no, on because I love I love Terry Ellis I love Terry Ellis's album as well mm -hmm. I love that album so it just seemed weird that she would also she would get some flack for putting out her solo record so I thought that was really it was cool. almost like she kind of got like blackballed in a sense yeah, yeah. it's kind of like when people look for things at work to kind of mm -hmm. call you out on absolutely um, that's what I'm getting from this situation it's okay for one person it's not okay for the person that they're trying to get out. She's you such know. a beautiful spirit that you just, you know, you can't bring her down. Very but genuine. Very genuine. You can tell that she has so much love for the ladies and I'm I'm really really excited for her new upcoming, you know, her new projects that she has coming out. Yeah. I will admit I had preconceived notions before hearing this interview. I mm. and I think that's maybe how her story was being told is that yeah. she was trouble. You know, she was problematic. Um mm. So this definitely gave me a new perspective. Um, I would love to hear, and I think the listeners would agree, I think that we would all love to hear your solo version of Don't Let Go. <laughs> who, who, who's, who's solo version? Yours. No, no, I'm me? sorry. Hold on. I, I, from what I understand in the interview is that you used <laughs> to play Hold On. <laughs> and I think we all need to be given that treat. You know, when I find I she asked, she asked for, yeah, when you when you reach out to Auntie, to I, make sure. gotta find a lost files. <laughs> yeah, I know she has it in her stash somewhere. Um, but no, uh, if I get a chance to find it, and I would definitely post it with my sister and I, you know, our that was my first introduction into like the karaoke scene. So yeah. those are my those are my humble beginnings right there. <laughs> That's what started. Always it all. hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so wild to think that 
these four ladies with these fantastic, phenomenal voices were bringing in two cents a record. Right. Are you kidding me? How you split two crazy. cents between four people? That is crazy to me. And, and I, I really... it's, it's like that Hammer was the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you get your money right. Yes. <laughs> you know. But, but the fact that, that when they did bring up that, that information, they got punished for it. Oh, they yeah, because they wanted to know the truth. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened to, you know, at TLC yeah. when they got curious. Then they yeah, became a problem, absolutely. you know. You know. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a business, you know. Mm -hmm. And something else that you pulled from this interview is, you know, these weren't, like, high school friends. These no. weren't a girl group that grew up together and, you know, they weren't dream girls. They were mm -hmm. organized by, you know, Denzel uh, and... Uh, I forget the other gentleman's name right now, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for the purpose of creating music and being this group. Um, Absolutely. So she had to make business decisions that didn't that didn't necessarily have to be, you know, because we're friends, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and because of that, she's gotten this bad rep. I appreciate you for asking all the right questions that oh, cleared things you. up, <laughs> you know, you. for that you. space to do that because she's very honest. Yeah, yeah I love definitely that. honest. And I do hope that this interview just really sheds some new light and allow our listeners and everyone to see her in a you know in a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. Because she is such a genuine spirit. You can tell she's extremely passionate, and she just she loves what she does, what she does, and she just yeah. wants to sing and create great music. And she's willing to you know share the lessons that she's learned. You know, whether oh, absolutely. they be the the mistakes or quote unquote bad choices you know yes she's willing to put it all out there honestly um and the things i took from you is you got to keep the right people around you, mm, you absolutely know? yeah uh yeah you can't trust everybody but hold on to the ones that you can for sure mm -hmm. um i'm looking forward to like you the new music that's coming out hopefully mm -hmm. i mean she's at first quarter of this year so we'll stay tuned Hopefully we can yes. all go back out and be in a group setting. We can all go to Barnes and Noble and yes. check her out for a book tour and uh, was it Break It Dawn? Yes. <laughs> I, <like it. laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I can't wait to get my free single when she performs at the bookstore. <laughs> I think that'd be dope. And I, I, I yeah. love that idea. Me um, too. You know, to have like a mini concert at you know, in combination with a book signing, like it just puts everything all in one. And I, I'm just so I'm just excited for it. I just I really yeah. am. Yeah, it's definitely a new chapter, a new dawn. We gonna call it. Definitely. <laughs> Episode yeah. title. That's, <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> That's the <their> check. <laughs> all right, so yeah, this episode was lengthy. So we we gonna cut out of here soon, but before we go, you know what we gotta do. You it's know it. Game time. Woo hoo. Game time. <laughs> woo hoo. <laughs> we gotta get like some origin sound effects to put for our game time. Oh, we gonna do it. We gonna we gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, so we gonna give you a quick little trivia question. This for the people that hung in and uh, enjoyed the interview. We got some a question for you based on yeah. the the jewels that Dawn is dropping. Uh, mm -hmm. Some things you may not have known and things we may have not known. I love when people can come educate 90s hey. R&B University. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So you going to ask the question or you want me to ask it? You can go ahead and ask all the question. All right. 
I'm gonna ask. I'll questions. give you this. Yeah, give you a rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> All right. So everybody, the trivia question for this week is: At what event was Dawn Robinson discovered? All right. Mm. She spoke about a specific event that she attended. What event was Dawn Robinson discovered? All right. Mm. And if you have the answer to that, we got some news for you. <laughs> 90s R&B <laughs> University has our very own Instagram page. Finally. <laughs> so you no longer have to DM Jason. I know how much he appreciated that and loved that. But now you're going to reach out to us directly. If you know the answer to the trivia question, you are going to send an email. First, follow 90s RNB University on Instagram yes. and then slide into the DMs. Send slide. us a message. Let us know what the answer is to the trivia question if you know it. All right. I'm so excited we have our own page. There's going to be a lot of content on there. I am um, too. I'm you excited. You see us a lot more. It's faithful, y'all. Yeah, get ready and, and get more knowledge. You know, we got a lot, <laughs> lot of, lot of things to drop in the in this year's curriculum. So we gonna give it to you. <laughs> and as always, we wanna make sure that you check out HelloZumble.com, uh, the hub for all things '90s R&B, '90s music, '90s sports, '90s trivia, '90s shows. Because shout out to Height and shout out to Zumble TV. <laughs> you know, so go there, get your fix. If you need a fix, that's where you need to go. <laughs> All right, uh, Shan, thank you so much for sharing this interview with us. Uh, oh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yes, and next time, make sure I'm there somewhere, please. I got somewhere. you covered. I got you covered. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are getting out of here. We love you for listening. I am your Professor B. I am Shan, your First Lady. That's right. We'll check you out next time. Peace. Bye.